everyone, this is Chris McGowan from Chris Watches Pretty Little Liars, and I'm going to stop apologizing for posting not on Fridays. Starting next week. I'm sorry. Yeah, I got to say, we're going to talk about this episode, and I was getting a little frustrated as a viewer, and I'll, I'll, I'll share why as we get into the meat of it, but... I guess I guess part of me is like, are we just going to do this dance where we hold the carrot out for another five seasons? I guess what I'm asking the show is, it's episode 16. We've got 25, I think, in season two, which is outrageous. Throw me a bone. Give me a carrot. Let's open the door to A just a little bit, because I got to be honest, we had a huge revelation last week. And this week, we kind of go right back inside, and let's just get into it. Chris watches Pretty Little Liars. Chris watches Pretty Little Liars. Chris watches Pretty Little Liars. So he can help you figure out who's A. Let the water hold me down. Let the watcher hold me down. Season 2, episode 16 of Pretty Little Liars. Our previously on, we see the Emily's going to make up her test. Uh, she's working for the volunteer hotline. We see all the Lucas business. Ezra says to Arya, don't call. A little reminder of that. The whole lake house ordeal. Uh, Maya's back in town. Uh, Holden. Uh, reminder, Holden is a new character on the show. Uh, Lucas and the Bolt and that whole nonsense. And then we cut, which the show likes to do, kind of right where we left off. Right with, I think they're at Spencer's house. Hannah's kind of recovering. Uh, someone offers her some aspirin. Aria gives her some aspirin. Spencer gives her a blanket. Emily got her bag. They're all kind of surrounding Hannah, trying to be there for her at this very traumatic experience. I believe this is time number two. Hannah's been the victim of something very traumatizing at the hands of A, which we'll get to. So we find out in this opening scene, they're going to drag the bottom of the lake in the morning to try to find Lucas, because I guess at this point, they all assume he's at the bottom of the lake. Uh, Lucas is either missing or presumed dead, I guess. And then Hannah, for the first time, reveals to the other three liars that Lucas was the one that destroyed Allie's memorial because they're like, Lucas is not a violent person. Well, she's like, well, I have some news for you. I guess she digs into her bag for a drink of water and she pulls out her water bottle and it's filled with lake water. For some reason, A thought this was a funny addition to the prank. At the exact moment she's about to take a drink, she gets a text, or uh, I guess they all do, but definitely Hannah does. No fun choking on lake water. Choke on this uh, B word, dash A. So I'm not even entirely sure. Well, I think I know what this means, but I think in the moment, if I were one of them, I'd be like, what is he talking, what are they talking about? Cut to the next day. Uh, Lucas apparently called his parents' house and says he needs some time for dot, 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 whatever that means. Um, so he is alive and, and uh, has made contact with parents. This is uh, at the Hanley household. And Ashley's like, I feel like I should call Lucas's parents because this all happened at my daughter's party. And then they are Hannah like, no, 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 don't do that. And Ashley's like, WTF. And Ashley says, I want to take responsibility as the parent, you know, figure in this uh, situation. Cut the Spencers, right? They cut the Spencer. Yeah, they cut the Spencers and uh, Spencer reveals, uh, she, she, did, she did a full like, wipe down of the of the interior i guess of the lake house she found a whole bunch of um burner phones wireless phones some of those pay-as-you-go kind of things which is definitely part of a technology and this leads spencer to believe a was in fact at least at the lake house at some point if not outright using the lake house as a base of operations at least someone in the a army uh and it turns out they correlate some dates and that hannah and caleb when they were there doing what they do. Uh, a was apparently probably in the attic. Spencer connects Lucas to Garrett and Jenna. She, according to Spencer, in Spencer's head, Garrett and Jenna basically hired Lucas to do their dirty work. 
or at least some of their dirty work. And then they find this receipt for Smitty's, which is kind of the Spencer uh, detective mission for this episode. And I was like, is that where Dr. Ann was? And it turns out I'm wrong, but that, that was my thought at the time. Cut to school, uh, Arya and Spencer are having a chat about Ezra, etc. And Holden Strauss, cue Holden's music, with his Josh Groban hair, starts having a chat with the two of them, tells Spencer about her dad. I think, I mean, I think everyone in this town comes from money. It sounds like Holden's dad is a filthy rich. And a surprise to me, I, you know, forget A for a moment, Holden asks out Arya. A, a huge surprise there. Uh, and Arya's like, I'm sorry I can't, but I'm kind of grounded. And Holden said he called for permission. Apparently the parents spoke and, and Holden called to be sure it was okay. I wrote in my notes, this is probably one of my most reluctant notes. All right, I like Holden. I gotta admit, Holden had a bit of a charm. I thought he was kind of a, a sourpuss when I first met him last episode. He had a bit of a charm in this episode that kind of like even Spencer was like he likes you uh Arya's like Bleh. so much like last episode where I, I, I kind of told you what happened and then I told you what I think really happened this week I'm going to tell you what is happening and then immediately tell you what I think is happening so Mona is running after Hannah she is she does this whole thing where she acts like Hannah's ignoring her and really upset right uh they're taking down Hannah's crown photo because apparently the school thinks it's bad for their image and I think Mona lets it slip a little bit here. She wants to talk about Noel. Apparently, here the, the story here is that Noel and Mona are having relationship issues. Mona says, I listen to every whiny detail. That was that was where I was like, oh, what? Well, she says, I listen to every whiny detail you tell me about uh, Caleb. You're so selfish. That was basically her, her, uh, her thesis here. And then Hannah runs to the bathroom and starts crying. Here's what's really happening. Mona and Noel discovered Lucas was going to reveal everything about A, right? So they're like, we need to, we got a little careless, right? We, uh, we've been seen together in public. Lucas was going to expose us. So I think what we need to do, at least on the outside, Noel and Mona need to break up. We need to kind of separate ourselves. And we also need to fix this Lucas situation. So step one, Mona's going to tell Hannah that her and Noel are having relationship issues. And Mona's going to get upset at Hannah. Like they, they plan this ahead of time. So this is all a little theatrical performance in my opinion, from Mona. Cut to Emily's. Um, she gets a call on the phone. It's like a creepy phone call. Then very quickly, I'm like, that's Maya's voice. And sure enough, Maya's pretending to be, I think, A, in a weird way. But um, And then uh, Maya gets another phone call and has to hang up. Cut back to the bathroom where Hannah was crying. Um, <laughs> for some reason, she yells hello. I'm not quite sure why she does that, but uh, she thinks someone's in the bathroom. And sure enough, water starts to seep into the stall that she's in. And then she comes out of the stall and finds the sink is overflowing with a little raft and a couple oars in there. And, and then she gets a text about, I, you know, you're all about dreams, but I'm your nightmare. Um, a, uh, that's Mona. Mona, for some reason, had a toy boat handy, and she thought it would be just to underline the point, I guess to also give Hannah a bit of a guilt trip in a weird way, to remind her that A is aware of what's going on. To me, all this with the boat and really teasing the liars this week is to underline the fact when they find out, you try to expose us, We'll get to you. We're not going to let that happen. Cut to Spencer's and Arya's, and we find out Arya is going to see a play with Holden. And at first I was like, oh, is Arya like trying to move on from Ezra? Silly me, Chris. Her plan is that Ezra really wants to see this play, I believe, by Arthur Miller. And so she thinks this is the same date that her and Ezra were supposed to go. So in her mind, hey, Holden and I are going to go out because she actually agrees to go see him. I, I forgot to mention that. She ends up saying, yeah, let's go Let's go hang out, Holden. And so her idea here is to go to, on the same night Ezra would, in theory, go. So maybe she can run to Ezra. Very, uh, I don't know how I feel about that. And for some weird reason, Spencer has poor cell service, which feels throwaway. 
Uh, but I'm so paranoid, I feel it has something to do with A. Cut to Caleb and Hannah. I believe they're in Hannah's household. Uh, Lucas called home. Uh, the cover story with Lucas is he's, quote, staying at his cousin's. Obviously an outright lie. It's a, it's a lie upon a lie, which we'll get to. And Caleb wants to help. Caleb is genuinely uh, wanting to help Lucas, but also wanting to help Hannah. Like, he is an innocent little lamb in this entire situation. And he starts putting it together. He's getting frustrated with Hannah, and he puts it together. He says, you don't want to find Lucas. He's like, what are you not telling me? And Caleb says to her, point blank, you're not being honest. And Hannah's like, I'm telling you all that I feel comfortable telling you. Caleb leaves. Uh, Hannah gets a text from Ona, need to talk. Cut to Spencer and Arya. Uh, This is the detective uh, subplot here. They're going to try to find Smitty's, and they find a newsstand that this receipt found in the in the attic with the other A stuff. This is uh, Smitty's, whereas this kind of newsstand. They're not quite sure what this has to do with anything. Casually mentioned, but picked up by your savvy host here. Melissa lives 10 blocks away. I repeat, Melissa, Spencer's sister, whom we have already put in the A group, lives 10 blocks away from Smitty's. Hmm. Hmm. Cut to Maya and Emily. For some reason, Maya is like stopping in to the crisis hotline with Emily before they go hang out uh, for the evening. Uh, Maya gets a weird text and she looks really upset about it. And I'm one of my notes. Is Maya related to A? I've said it in the past and I'll say it again. If Maya is part of A, I riot. Plain and simple. That's it. If she is part of A, I will be absolutely heartbroken. Uh, And actually, we find out Emily's having a similar thought. She's like, wait a minute. Is Maya part of A, being harassed by A, what is going on? But nothing is said here. Cut to Spencer. She follows a few people around Smitty's. She finds someone uh, walking with a cane, uh, and that leads her to a center for the blind. So she goes inside, and uh, there's a very unhelpful desk clerk, who, for those of you who are big into D&D and Critical Role, you might recognize her. Uh, she's also a voice actress. Anyway, I'm getting a, uh, way off topic here, but it was cool to see her there. Um, anyway, uh, she's looking for Jenna, and this person's like, "You, I'm not going to tell you <laughs> anything about Jenna, which is which is fair, right? It's fair. And then there's a, a, a dude with hair, uh, <laughs> dude with hair who says, I ask about Jenna. I know her. Gasp. Cut to Hanalee's. Uh Hannah is uh, washing some lake clothes. And Emily tells Hannah that Maya's keeping something from her. And they both kind of lament about their particular situations. Hannah feels like she knows too much, that she can't tell Caleb. And Emily feels like she knows too little. And then she wants to know what's going on with Maya. So they both feel a little frustrated in their respective romantic situations. Cut to Spen- uh, Spencer and the boy. <laughs> Spencer gets him some coffee. And uh, his particular affliction was that um, his uh, blindness was due to birth. He said as he, uh, as he got older, um, he was slowly going blind. And it kind of happened over a gradual period of time. And I really regret, regret saying this, but I think it's true. Is Jenna the most interesting character on Pretty Little Liars? He tells a story, and I don't think he's lying, about how Jenna helped him. When she started coming to the center, um, she was helping him discover his talent in art and really being there for him. It sounded like, you know, we have, the show tries so hard to put people in these black and white boxes, right? Uh, Ian, bad. You know, Liar's good. Uh, You know, Allison, Allison, bad. Uh, all, All those kind of things, right? This really made me reconsider Jenna. And I've always had a kind of a weird opinion about her overall rightfully so we're very focused on her and toby right and that whole situation a very creepy situation and i'm not even entirely sure i understand what happened there that all said she sounds to me like to be uh, when she was here at the center for the blind a real positive force for a lot of people 
I don't know. I was just really touched by his point of view on Jenna. He says the most sweetest thing, which has the most diabolical undertones. He's like, she went back to Rosewood. She said there were some things she needed to do there. He's like, I really hope that she uh, that she did that. Like, it's a genuine, he really hopes that she <laughs> did started the A group, but I don't know, whatever it was. Yeah, so I'm not quite sure the timeline, though. I, I need to understand the timeline a little bit better about when all this went down. I guess this would have been about a year that she was at the center, I guess, right? They shake hands, and he notices uh, Spencer's pulse is racing, and Spencer explains it away. And he says, uh, Jenna was great about that sort of thing. He, she taught him that. Jenna was great at reading people, which is uh, something we know about her. As Spencer leaves, uh, the unhelpful desk clerk says, you got to sign in. Uh, all the guests must sign in. Uh, the desk clerk gets called away, and instead of signing the guest book, which Spencer was asked to do, she instead grabs a logbook from the shelf. I don't even know how she knew to grab this particular book, but she did, and it turns out to be the one they need later on, uh, but she leaves. Cut to Arya and Emily, there's a big storm on the evening, which we know storms in uh, on the show means bad stuff's about to happen, but hey, Emily's going to go on her date with Maya anyway, Arya's going to go to the play anyway with Holden. Cuts to the play. Uh, Holden's waiting for Arya. He's uh, very sweet. Holden, I, I gotta be honest. Okay, fine, Holden, you're sweet. And sure enough, cab pulls up. Guess who gets out of the cab? Ezra Fitz. And there's this romantic slow motion music. Romeo and Juliet shit going on here. Uh, you know, I've already made my stance on these two. Is very clear on Arya and Ezra. I'm not feeling it. <laughs> I don't think they should be together. I, but in a very funny way, Holden literally comes into frame. He's like, hey, I, hey, I got his snacks, you know, whatever. And then Mrs. Welch is there. Mrs. Welch, whom I thought would be one of the first people to figure out that uh, Ari and Ezra were a couple. She turns out to be Ezra's date. Well, I use the term date lightly, but she's the one who took uh, Arya's extra ticket. And there's a moment where Mrs. Welch is chatting with Arya, and we see Arya looking at Ezra, and I wrote him my notes, Holden knows. He knows right away. I, Holden's not an idiot. Uh, for some reason, Spencer comes back via train to a to some sort of downtown area. And what in the hell happens here? Mona. Mona walks up. And says, "Wow, what a quinky dink." This is Mona. This is Mona is a as we've discussed. This is her following her. And I think in their project, recoup, recover. She, Mona needed to be a little aggressive in this uh, operation. So she asks about Hannah. She does this whole fake crying thing, and she says Noel broke up with her. And um, she's really looking for some help and that she fears Hannah and her are, you know, on a friendship break, whatever it is. All orchestrated. This is all bullshit. I, if I'm wrong, and I'll feel like a total jerk if I am wrong, right? Uh, but this is all fake. This is all A shit. This is all uh, a clever plan to disassociate uh, Mona and Noel. In fact, in fact, I'm going to be bold. I'm thinking this just now. You know, if the show needs to throw me a bone, if the show needs to give me a little bit of something to keep me satiated because I have five more seasons of not knowing what's really going on, I think Mona might be really smart here in the fact that she might set up Noel to be the fall guy. She might be planning on her own to slowly distance herself from Noel at some point to come to the one of them and say, oh my God, Noel is A, and then let him go away and then she gets to continue doing her shit. That's a, that's a bold prediction I just made, but uh, I, have, I feel good about it. Cut to the play. Uh, after the play, Holden, Ari, and Mrs. Welch. It turns out Ezra left about 10 minutes in. He said he had a tum-tum ache. Again, Holden knows. He sees how, he sees how uh, Ari is talking about him, etc. 
Cut to Hannah. There's a thunder- thunderstorm outside. Calls Caleb, gets the voicemail. Uh, you know, nothing nothing happens. Ashley asks Hannah, is everything okay? Uh, she's going to go take a bath. Hannah's like, yeah, I'm fine. A little, it sounds like Coldplay playing. Is that Coldplay song? Uh, so Ashley leaves. Ashley is uh, preoccupied uh, with, her, with her tub. And we hear some door noises. Hannah runs over to the door. Uh, there's something wrong with the latch. I'm like, I bet someone came inside. Sure enough, we see muddy footprints. I already was like, this has to be Lucas. Cut to uh, Maya and Emily at a concert. And Maya gets yet another text. And Emily's like, what's going on? And Maya tells her uh, she hooked up with somebody while uh, she was away. And Maya says, you know, I feel bad. I, you know, I know we were kind of not really all over, but yes and no. And I feel kind of bad about it. And I, I broke it off right away. And I thought to myself, ooh, has, has Emily told her about Samara? I don't think she has. So here is Maya being honest about a, we were on a break connection and i don't think emily's told her about samara cut to uh holden and aria and yeah holden turns out of course he knew he goes how long did you how long were you two together and then um he's like you know what this might work out do you want to do you want to hang out next friday so maybe he's he's hoping aria could be a cover for him as well for reasons i'm sure we'll come to find out cut to uh hannah and sure enough lucas comes out from behind the door uh, scares her and i wrote in my notes all caps just say it all caps just say it and he's like, I never wanted to hurt you. I'm like, Lucas, please be honest. Make this episode 16 where everything blows open. Caleb, I guess, comes over. He comes running upstairs. And now inside the room is Lucas, Caleb, and Hannah. And here's where, where Lucas wins an Academy Award. He goes to tell this ridiculous story about cash that Caleb left for Lucas, right? He's, uh, Lucas says, okay, I had all this cash. I bet on it, which we did see the little thing in the laptop, him gambling money. Um, he lost all the money. He lost all this money that Caleb had and that Lucas had. He bet on some sort of basketball tournament. And he he didn't he didn't want to disappoint Lucas. He didn't want to disappoint Hannah. And so he hands Caleb a whole bunch of cash. He, he, he wasn't around because he was selling all his comic books to get the cash back. And he gives Caleb a lot of cash. Folks. This is the biggest lie I have ever seen on this show. This is... So Lucas was saved by Noel, a.k.a. Ormona, and or both, right? Probably scared to death. And they said to him, you need to make this right, or it's all over, you know, right? It's all over. Because all of his phone calls to the crisis hotline had nothing to do with Caleb. Zero to do with Caleb. It had to do with Hannah. So this is a complete... Complete fabrication. In fact, what I think happened is when they were concocting the story, Noel and Lucas, he's like, here's what I'll do. I'll grab the cash, which I did not lose. I'll just give him the cash and I'll get the rest. Of, I'll give him the rest of cash later. I would guess Lucas probably lost all his cash to, to validate that story, right? It's a partial truth. So he just gave Caleb his own cash back. And I'm, I would guarantee if, if we have investigators on our, on our liar side, if you try to find Lucas's transaction details, you'll find he withdrew this cash from his checking account. Anyway, I'm getting way into details here. Lucas was going to reveal all about A, so this is the cover story. And it seems that Caleb and Hannah buy it, which was really disappointing. Um, <laughs> yeah, frustrating. I, I was a little frustrated here. I thought we were going to, and I know the show was building us up to this point. They were going to finally get a piece of the truth. And we didn't get it. We didn't get it. Uh, but there we go. Then uh, our final scene, all the liars are kind of gathered. Spencer shows a sign-in book, and we don't see uh, Jenna's name, but we see Garrett undercover was there visiting Jenna. And the night of uh, Allison's disappearance, a.k.a. murder, uh, there is no 
sign in. So Jenna was out for the evening, ostensibly, which tracks with what we know so far about Garrett and Jenna, uh, at least having somewhat to do with the events of that evening. That's right. And they all have takeout from a, a local restaurant. They open it up and it's filled with worms and, and dirt. And then they get a weird text from A, live, uh, how's it like to be live bait now? Uh, something about live bait. I didn't quite understand that. Live bait. Yeah, I didn't understand that one. Uh, and then uh, for our post credit scene, again, they only seem to be, they only seem to get worse. I'm sorry, everybody. I do enjoy the show. These these post credit scenes are just not doing it for me. Someone unscrewing a nut. Uh, that's right, folks. Someone uh, unscrewing a nut is our post credit scene. May or may not pay off. We may never, we may never see that again. There's so many of these that have never paid off. Um, so we'll see if someone is uh, dealing with uh, a loose nut uh, in the future episodes. What do we think? I think the show. I don't know what the show's trying to do to me. Um, they kind of let let us up to uh, let us up to a precipice where we'll be like, finally, we get some a truths, and then pulled back, covered our tracks. Clearly, Mona and Noel are scrambling a little bit because Lucas almost revealed them. Uh, Lucas has this lame-ass cover story. Um, I don't know if the liars are going to figure it out. Hopefully they do. Lucas lied again. So I don't know how... I don't know what they have over him. Maybe we'll find that out during the course of the season. And my theory stands. I think Mona's going to... I think Mona's going to betray Noel. I think maybe by season's end, we're going to find out Noel is, quote, A. Uh, but A stuff's going to continue because Mona's going to keep uh, on going. Uh, I've been Chris. You can find me on Twitter for now. Uh, and Instagram, at Magoogs. In case you're twitching a Mac to the Gow. Um, there's a great horror game coming out in, in June, I think, called The Quarry, which feels very A-like, very Pretty Little Liars. So check that out on Mondays. Uh, I'll be streaming that when that's available. That'll be a lot of fun. Um, yeah, and I've said way too much. Mm-hmm.